Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, as you now know, I'm Ross. <laughs> um, so happy to be with you. Thanks for joining us online, too. Um, I know Pastor Matt and I will both be able to share a bit uh, here in the next few moments, but I wanted to start and just say thank you. Um, thanks to the elders, to the search team, for the whole process. It was a really refining discovery process for me personally as well, alongside the church, and so I was so uh, grateful for that. I feel so honored um, even to be put through that, and so thank you. Um, I wanted just to say uh, quickly, oh man, I, I feel so overwhelmed as you know me uh, for so long that I get to talk to you as family, uh, as people that I love and that I know. And so over the next many moments, I'll be able to talk to you like that. And I feel so grateful for that for the last 17, 18 months for me being growing a relationship with you. And then you um, kind of coming alongside me, me alongside you through this part of the journey for our church. Uh, and so I'm, I'm super grateful for that. One thing I, I quickly, through this process, had to take a step in, uh, in humility before the Lord. Uh, it was reminded of me in Isaiah 6. And in Isaiah, he has this commissioning in Isaiah 6. And of course, I'm not Isaiah, and nor is the Lord calling me to be. But I wanted to echo uh, in humility the way that Isaiah uh, stated to God in this passage. And, and what happened was essentially uh, God's calling Isaiah, and there's this moment where uh, Isaiah is prompted by response, and he says this, here I am, Lord, send me, use me, and throughout this process, I quickly needed to be in that place, uh, because as you'll hear in the next few moments of the journey for me, um, I certainly was in a place where I felt God using my gifts and what he purely called me to hear uh, first and foremost for, and so I needed to humbly set myself before God and say, God, here I am for whatever you wish, use me, uh, because it was so clear through this process how God has continued to give me peace to where we are today. So thank you. Thanks for listening and tuning in. Uh, I'm super excited to be up here with Pastor Matt because he gets to share some of his heart too, and then I'll continue to do so. But I love that we get to sit up here, Matt. Well, there you like, go. Like, honestly, this is great. It's like a living room setting. Yeah. And I like it. <laughs> he I like and Mark this do this thing. And, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll be these chairs are more comfortable than the yeah, ones we sit well, in for the podcast. That. I haven't been yeah. invited yet, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it's that okay. true? No, it's no. It's Where's okay. Mark? Don't we worry should probably about put it. that on the calendar. <laughs> is that going um, on my review? No, go you ahead. know, uh, next weekend we're going to start a series on how to make good decisions in life. And I was thinking about this whole process. How does a church make a good decision on the next senior pastor? And one of the principles of making decisions in life is, and this is the thing that kind of we struggle with, isn't it? We want to know kind of what the final plan is, but God only shows us the next step. And what he's done all along this process is he's shown each and every one of us that have been involved in this process, the not the final plan, but the next step. Mm -hmm. And that's, I, I kind of want to just share a little bit about that, but one of the passages that the Lord has laid on my heart is, is Numbers. So this is where uh, Moses, the great leader of the nation of Israel, is passing the baton to Joshua. Now, Joshua has been there many times, at, you know, leading, helping to lead, co-lead with Moses. But this is the passing of that baton. I want to read you that passage because I think it's really fitting for this moment right here. 
Uh, Numbers 27, 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, go up to this mountain and see the land that I have given the Israelites. After you have seen it, you too will be gathered to your people as your brother Aaron. Both of you disobeyed my command to honor me as holy before their eyes. Now then Moses says to the Lord, Moses asked the Lord, may the Lord, the God who gives breath to all the living, appoint someone over this community to go out and come in before them, one who will lead them out and bring them in. So, and I love this phrase. He says, so the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, a man in whom the spirit of leadership, and lay your hand on him. And I think that's kind of what we're doing this weekend. Uh, so what I want to do is I want to just take you behind the scenes just for a minute because this has been going on for me <laughs> for four years. <laughs> um, for some of you, this is kind of like, oh, you, maybe you found out somebody at the last service told you or something, but this is kind of like, oh, okay. And, but this has kind of been, for some of us, this has been going on for over a year. But let me give you a little bat behind the scenes. So a number of years ago, I approached the elders because the Lord had laid on my heart that it's time for me to transition and retire from Hope Church. Um, I'm not tired. I'm not burned out. I'm not being pushed out. I approached the elders and I said, I think you need to find somebody younger than me to reach the generations that I think the church, and when I say the church, I mean nationwide. In the U.S., we see a, a, we're seeing a dramatic fall off from the church. Teenagers, 20, 30, 40-year-olds. And I believe that we need to come up with strategies and how we can reach them and how we can minister to them. Um, and I think we need somebody younger to do that. It's not me, okay? And so that's kind of what I said to the elder board, and that was over like four years ago. I said, why don't you, we get a plan together and Let's walk down this path, and I'll be kind of an advisor along the way. And so that's kind of what we've been doing. And the elders have been very diligent in that. And um, what, what I shared, the vision that I shared for the next leader was, I felt like uh, we needed a, a younger leader. Because you know what? Here's the thing. Some of you have kids, you have grandkids in other communities. And you're praying for them. And you're praying, God, raise up a church that will be relevant to them, that will minister to them, that gets them. You know what? There's people in this community that are praying for their kids somewhere else, and, and there are people in other communities that are praying for their kids in this community. And I feel what a great thing it would be if we could be that community to be the answer to their prayers, right? So that's kind of what all drove all of this. I'm not retiring from ministry. I'm retiring from this church. Okay, but I feel like I want to I want to have a nice smooth handoff. I want to, you know, when you watch runners run and they have a smooth handoff, you don't even notice it. That's kind of what we're looking for. And that's what I would love to see. So um, let me just give you a little background. Um, we a number of years ago when we started this process, we said, well, is there any internal candidates? And of course, we talked to Mark and said, hey, Mark, have you considered this? What are, you, what are your thoughts? And Mark said, you know, um, 
I feel like I'm in my sweet spot. I feel like God is using me where I am right now, and I'm happy where I am right now. And Mark is a great leader. He, he, you, you're blessed to have Mark here. And you have a great staff here. But Mark said, I'm not the guy. And so we said, okay. And uh, we kind of said, we see that too, but we wanted to get your, and so we did. Um, so then we were in a place where we said, oh, we, we, as a board, we said, we, we want to have a, a nationwide firm to help us in this process. We think that's good. Because sometimes a transition between a pastor vendor for 20 some years and transitioning a new one, we don't want a sacrificial lamb, so we want somebody who gets our community, who gets our church and gets all of that, and gets Iowa and the tri-state area and all that. So uh, we approached a firm and said, hey, we're, we'd love to uh, have you help us with that. And uh, our bylaws said, hey, you need to have a, a, and we wanted to, obviously, have a search team. So you've heard from some of them this morning. But about a year ago, and this is kind of where you get behind the scenes, about a year ago, we had hired Ross, and he'd only been on staff for a while. And it was like, I kind of had this in staff meetings and interactions with Ross. I said, I think he might be the guy. I think he might be the guy. So I brought Dave Clark into my office and I said, Dave, I said, I'm going to say something and it might sound a little crazy, but I want your opinion. Is it possible that Ross is the guy? And Dave says, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. I said, okay, what, what do we do? This is literally our conversation. I said, well, I think we need to talk with the elders. So we sat down with the elders. Dave attends the meeting. He's, he's not a voting member, but he brings information. And we shared kind of what we saw. And the elders said, well, let's bring him into the room. And how do we do that? Well, let's have him share youth ministry, his vision for youth ministry. And we'll bring him in, and he'll share, and we'll kind of get a feel for it. And so we did, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> we had him come in, and he's drawing charts on the whiteboard, and he's diagramming sentences. No, he wasn't doing that. <laughs> but Felt he's like sharing it. his vision for the, for, for the youth ministry. And so he left, and we said, good job, thanks, Ross. And every one of the guys said, I think I see what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. I think I see, we, we think we see what you're seeing. So we said, they said, well, does, does he even want the job? So they said, Dave, want, Dave, Matt, why don't you talk with him? So we, we brought, you, brought you in and we said, hey, this is what we're seeing. This is what the board sees. We, we'd like you to consider that. Would you pray about it? And you said, yeah, pray about it. You went and prayed and talked with Noel about it and <clears throat> came back, I think it was like a week later, and said, yeah, I'd like to be considered. And I said, okay, so we'll move on with the process. Um, you know, the verse in Proverbs, it's kind of interesting. It says, in their, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And uh, these steps were not planned by us, but they were planned by the Lord. So then we said, okay, so we have a search firm that's going to be looking, you know, nationwide. Can they help us with an internal, internal candidate? And so we got on a conversation, had a conversation with them, and they said, yeah, we, we could do that. We've done it before. And uh, so they kind of met with Ross, and he's been, this last fall, he has been meeting and answering questions and 
filling out forms and doing all that stuff. Meanwhile, he's doing his ministry in the, in the meantime. And um, the search firm came back uh, to us recently and they said, you know what? Um, we've looked at all the potential candidates we have and we looked at Ross and Ross is the best person that we could find for Hope Church. He gets this church in this community. He gets the tri-state area, he gets Dubuque and he gets Iowa and he loves this community, he loves his people. He, he's, he's a great candidate and we, as a firm, see the same thing you saw with his leadership giftings. We see it. So they affirm that. The search uh, team, you've heard from them. You've heard they met Ross. They talked with him. They <laughs> asked him questions. Um, and so that's kind of how the process kind of all went. Um, and that's kind of all happened in this last fall. Um, many interviews uh, with the search firm and the search team and um, I haven't been, so, so just so you know, I haven't been driving this process. I've been involved, and the way I've been involved, and I've been very clear with the board and with the search team and everyone else, I've just said, hey, I'll be there. If you have questions, if I can be of help, call me in. Otherwise, you guys do your thing. And I think the elder board brought me in one time and was talking with me a little bit, and I still meet with the elder board, but specifically about this. And then the search uh, team asked me to come in one time and just meet with them, and I did. Um, but that's the extent of it. But, uh, but uh, and you know, the other thing too is we all also had Ross meet with our staff and say, what would it look like if Ross was no longer a colleague, but the leader? And we, we kind of went around with that a little bit. Um, here's the thing. In my mind, I believe God has led us as a community to Ross. He wasn't on our radar, but he came, became, he came on our radar. And I, I believe he's humble. I believe he understands our community. And he has a heart for this community, this faith community, this general community of Dubuque and tri-state area. And I believe that God is going to do great things uh, in this church under his leadership. And, you know, when I first came here 20-some years ago, uh, I was standing on the shoulders of others that came before me. And I believe this church is in a great place. It is incredibly healthy. Uh, the elder board is very healthy. The staff is very healthy. We are uh, in, a, in a really good place, probably the best place this church has ever been as far as spiritual health and relational health. And uh, I think that, again, God doesn't always show us the final plan, but he shows us the next step. So I just wanted to share behind the scenes what the process was, kind of how we got to this place. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Ross. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Pastor Matt. Thank you. I, I think, uh, interesting you say that to conclude, just you standing on those before you, and I feel honored and at benefit that I get to, um, and through this process, discern of standing on the shoulders of you. Figuratively, and, though. Uh, figuratively, yes. <laughs> you made that very clear. No. And it, it still it just, works. It does. It Even does, at the yeah. second service. And still just, um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> the first service, you did say, you can't stand on my shoulders. That's what you did say <laughs> yeah. that verbatim. 
Yeah. But I'll try next week. Okay, anyways. Um, but, but truly, just as Pastor Matt's led us through so much as a church so far in the last 25 years uh, that I feel at benefit, even considering this position and us um, being part of that consideration, just uh, at benefit to even have that. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, you can imagine for me the, the roller coaster of emotions <laughs> because um, for me, I was first and foremost at an early age called into student ministry. And then so much so in my move to Dubuque here at Hope Church called into that same ministry, student ministry. And so you can imagine the roller coaster of God really working uh, throughout that. And what's so funny is, is in past prior moments with friends or mentors, they would mention gifts or, or skills, abilities I had that potentially could be used elsewhere in ministry. But listen, I, I can tell you it literally on a sheet of paper, my plan was student ministry in black Sharpie, okay? This was my life. And so I was excited for that. I felt called by God into that. Uh, but as you know, if you tell God plans, tell, tell God your plans, you can quickly make him laugh uh, because he is the one who directs your steps, who makes your plans, who leads and guides you through the life we have here and beyond. And so uh, I very quickly through that process, and it started with this initial nudge by Pastor Matt and Dave, uh, Clark, our executive pastor, where they had set me down, and this was so far off my radar that I wasn't even thinking of uh, at all for me. Um, but when they set me down, it felt different. Um, before, where I felt such a sincere black marker on a page, God was quickly um, erasing that for me and putting in soft pencil, um, student ministry for life, <laughs> allowing him to hold the eraser, you could say, uh, for what's to come. And uh, that was such a unique God nudge because at times, like I said before, where I felt so confident and, no, I'm good, this is what God's called me to, he was so slowly giving me peace to just wait and not close a door that he hasn't asked me to yet. I remember immediately going home to my wife, Noelle, right after this conversation and saying, Noelle, like, I, uh, they asked me this, I have no clue what to think, and I'm uh, both nervous about that thought and what might God be saying? And so we began to have to pray through that, right? And pray and ask the Lord for clarity. And in those moments, I really quickly had to, um, and found in Scripture, uh, just a really peaceful moment that I want to share with you in John 14. And it's the words of Jesus. So that means they're, they're very important. This whole book's the word of God, which is very important. But this is Jesus speaking here, too. And it's so unique what he says here. It's, it's this moment where he promises the Holy Spirit to us, right? And if you believe, confess and believe that Jesus is Lord, you receive this Holy Spirit. And so this is the spirit we live by as followers of Jesus. And so he says this, this statement here in, in uh, John 14, 27. Peace I li leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. And it's this clear, complex, but truthful statement that we can live in today. Because naturally, as people would, would leave you or even pass away in times like this, they would say something similar to peace be with you. Uh, but yet the power of that is in maybe the God you follow or the family you have. But yet when Jesus says it in his word, his peace with us is different because it's by his presence. It's him. Uh, peace be with you as I am with he will be with me. Peace be in you as I send the spirit to you that fills you with that peace. And so I immediately, through this process of prayer, had to then turn my eyes to say, okay, God, I need your peace. Because the initial thought is my black marker on a page. 
I, God, I am forever, I forever want to serve you in this. This is what I love and enjoy. But yet God was beginning to, and so far we are now, calling me to something different that I needed his immense peace for. And that's what I would even pray for this part of the journey, too. Um, as these next months where we get to, this next month where we get to talk and, and meet in different meetings, you get to hear much more information that we would all have collective peace together on where God's leading our church, uh, where God's leading this, this for, for me, but also alongside you as we follow him as a church. Uh, when I first arrived at Hope Church, it was uh, so awesome. Um, Noel and I, we had been praying about God potentially calling us to uh, serve in the student ministry position here, and so I remember visiting with the staff. During one of the midweeks, I'd watched a lot online and visited before, but being here in person was different, uh, especially meeting the staff. And I remember vividly thinking when we left that God has something really clear and good and special he's doing with Hope Church. Just in the position we're in and even uh, the calling he's called us to, um, you, you imagine like we're stuck in this tri-state area, not stuck's the wrong word, planted in this tri-state area, right? And, and it's so beautiful how God's planted us there to reach uh, different, you know, groups of people near and far. Um, it, it's so unique coming from Chicago, driving 10 minutes uh, is super, super easy. Driving 20 minutes is super easy. Here, it's like you can get anywhere within that time frame, but to your real friends, you might go 30, right? You know, you might go 40, because we're in that unique planting position of a tri-state area that really reaches, really, really God's using us, equipping us to reach. And so I felt it was so unique that God had, been, had called and planted Hope Church to be in this very position, and so much so that when we left, we were like, oh, we want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of the important calling God's put on Hope Church in this specific area. And I remember specifically going over and analyzing Hope's mission and, and hearing they, there are people who are helping people connect with God, and that's like so me. And it was this new breath of fresh air, like that's me. I, I love people. I, I'm relational to a T. I would rather sit down with you, f maybe not for tea, but you know, for you know, coffee, than send you an email. I would rather speak with you in person than over the phone. Like, I, that's just who I am. And so helping people connect with God is so much more relational as it is, you know, teaching and preaching as well, right? And so that's so me. And so I felt so clearly God was not only calling me to the place and the, and the plant of Hope Church in this area, but God was calling me to his greater mission that he was sending before setting for Hope Church in the future. And that was exciting, I was so excited for that, for students. You, you naturally, students in the room, you've seen, we've really flipped our student ministry on the head and chased after that very vision of helping students connect with God, uh, just as much as we help people as a church connect with God. And I, we've embodied that. I've loved that calling that God has placed on our church. But so much so through this process then, right, of me even receiving the peace from the Lord that he's you know, allowing me to walk through this next door through even candidating or considering or being of consideration, that he would then continue to give me peace to understand the mission he set here and the way that I could play a part of it. Because again, I, I needed to humbly set before God and say, however you'd like to use me, Lord, but I would even need peace for that. Because if honestly, at the very beginning, however you'd like to use me, Lord, but I love students a lot. Remember, my sheet is in black marker. And yet slowly over time, he gave me peace to realize that, you know, Ross, I'm calling you to something different. And he gave me immense, immense peace in that. And so 
I, uh, through interviews and time and uh, both time in prayer and time speaking with my family, you know, my wife, Noel, and, and as a family, we've come to this consideration that, or this resolution, really, that we feel completely called by God for this next step and season for our life, for my life, uh, for our church. Um, we feel so much peace from God, even this morning waking up and the nerves of sharing this with you, because again, like I said, I'm excited to be able to talk with you about this now. Uh, to engage with you, to get to know many, many of you that I don't know, and just to get to celebrate with many of you that I do, or engage in questions, or whatever that might be, but I'm, uh, I'm even then this morning at an odd peace with God, saying, I know you're directing my steps here. I, I know you've used this process th- so far, delivering peace for what's next for me here, and so God, like I, like I echo Isaiah, I want to echo again, I'm here, Lord, whatever you would like to do yeah. for Hope Church and for me. Amen. So I love our church. I love our mission. I love you all. I love our city. I love the tri-state area. I love the reach that we uh, are so honored to have, that God has gifted us and planted us to have in this area. Uh, I believe a lot about Hope Church. I believe we can continue to invest and pour into how we're going to reach the next generation effectively. And then not only that, reaching the generation, you know, ahead. All, all, all of that being said, I'm super excited um, to be considered for this role. Super excited to be in candidacy for this role. I'm excited for what God's going to do with Hope Church uh, through it. Um, if the last thing I can leave with you is just, is just this, I'm praying alongside you for continued peace for us. Um, as we get into moments of meeting one another, uh, that you would see, uh, like, like we have seen, like I feel the, the call of burden on my life, but also the call and burden that God's placed on our church to reach the next generation and beyond, to reach people with the hope of Jesus and helping them truly connect with God, something we can all do, and how beautiful that is that God's allowed us to. And so, thank you so much. I know in the next month we have many different opportunities where you can uh, meet me and ask questions with uh, both elders and search team uh, members present, and also myself, of course. Uh, They're displayed right here up on the screen for you. Uh, Students in the room, I wanted you in in this room specifically for this moment too, but just so you know, I am, uh, I'm not going anywhere with you right now. Uh, through this process, I was really quick to tell the elders and um, even God needed to give me peace for this too, of saying I, I am nowhere near a point of uh, letting student ministry, you know, fade until we find another replacement for me. I want that thing to keep on kicking and to keep on pushing and pressing into the vision we've set over a year ago now. And I'm excited for that. And so students hear me that I love you. We get to talk tonight actually in our student night just a little bit more about um, my love for them and just to update them if they weren't here or if they were, uh, just to give them peace about that too. But I'm super excited for what's to come. And and Pastor Matt, I'm excited to get to know uh, many other people. that I feel like you know everyone, and I'm (laughs) ready to just know them all.